Welcome to the Flourish Heights podcast, made for women by women. I'm your host, Valerie Adjamine, women's health dietitian and the founder of Flourish Heights. To be empowered in health starts with a true connection with your body. Together, we are breaking through topics surrounding periods, women's nutrition, body awareness, self-care, and much more. Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. I want to know, what was your first bra experience? I was about 12 or 13 years old with larger breasts compared to my peers. And one day, I will never forget this, guys. There was this older girl at my church that came up to me in Sunday school class and in front of a bunch of people told me that I needed to wear a bra, which I was pretty embarrassed about, you can imagine, because nobody mentioned that to me before. I was just minding my own business at 12 years old with no cares in the world. But after that day, I became very self-conscious about my breasts when I wore anything like from dresses, um, tops. So I told my mom, I made her take me to the store to help me shop for my very first bra. So that's really all I can remember. But yeah, you can tell it was it was such an experience. I will say that Um, fast forward years later, I wanted to know if the bra that I was wearing was the right bra. So I went to the bra department of the store to get fitted which was definitely worth it. But when it comes to bras, what are some things you guys look for? I mean, I definitely think comfort and style is top tier priority for me. And choosing the right bra can be a pain sometimes. Um, But after learning that 80% of women are wearing the wrong bra size, I was like, yeah, I need to bring a special guest on to break it down for us. Like, what does that really mean? So are you wearing the right bra size? Do you even know how to determine whether or not your bra is the right size? I reached out to bra expert and founder of Bravolution, Laura Tempesta, to share her knowledge about bra sizing and why it matters. Yes, we are talking about the girls, the twins, the tatas, all that. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Laura, welcome to the Flourish Heights podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. And I have just been following the work that you've been doing um, regarding bras. And I know we're going to get into that a little bit here. But first, tell us who you are and what you do. Well, uh, my name is Laura Tempesta. I am a bra expert and a sports bra expert. I'm the only person in North America with a master's degree in lingerie design. I worked as Nike's sports bra innovation director. Um, I worked at Nike for 10 years, and I have eight uh, eight different innovations um, and patents for bras and different types of apparel innovations. But mostly my mission is to help women find a great fitting bra and to try to innovate bras so that they are more comfortable. Okay, you you had me at the lingerie design. What? The only person <laughs> in North America? I've never heard of that. That's so cool. I offered a master's degree in, in lingerie design. And they were the only school in the world that did that. And I got that master's degree and then they stopped offering it. So, so I became the only person in North America with a degree. Um, but it was, it was actually, um, Nike had sponsored me to get that degree. So the Nike custom designed the degree with the school so that it had elements of uh, aesthetic design, technical design, which is pattern making, 
breast biomechanics, which is how breasts move and making sure that you're engineering a bra so that it correctly supports breasts, and then just research into the future of bras and, and innovation. So that is what my degree is. Uh, after I left Nike, I started my own consulting company. So now I work with major brands and help them design and innovate their bras. Honestly, that's probably the coolest thing I've heard in a very long time. And I'm over here just wondering, like, why did they even stop this program? Because that seems like super amazing. Like more people should be doing that. Do you know why they stopped? I'm just curious. They still have an undergraduate program, which is considered the best. It's considered the best place in the world. If if anybody wants to get an undergraduate degree in broad design, you go to a school called De Montfort University in the United Kingdom. Uh, And it's a regular university. They have like a business school and a pharmacy school and all these things, but they also just happen to be really well known for lingerie design. So they have a great undergraduate program. I think they just had a lot more success with their undergraduate program or they slightly tweaked their master's program now. So it's more like an innovation degree, but the master's in lingerie design, that was when I was there. And that's what I have. You got it at like the the right time. Well, that's so cool to hear. And again, we're so excited to have you here. Well, you know, some time ago, I heard this statistic that 80% of women are wearing the bra, the wrong bra size. I'm pretty sure I maybe am in this category. I don't know, but was it surprising to you? Was there a reason why you may have like, you know, started this uh, career path? Yes. Well, when I first, before I got this degree, one of the things that was super surprising to me is how crazy bras and bra sizing are. One of the things that's really, I think it's, it's sad that it's not very well known to most women is that bras are sized during, using a method called sister sizing. So what that means, now, now listen to this because most women don't know this and they're very shocked when they find this out, but a 32D, 34C, 36B, and 38A all fit the same size breast. And the only difference is how long or short the underband is. So there are four different bra sizes that sound totally different that all fit the exact same size breast. And the only difference is the length of the underband. So everything you've been told your whole life that A's are always small and D's are always large is a lie. That's not true. There are A's that are small and there are A's that are large and there are D's that are small and there are D's that are large. So, so what's perpetuated as this myth in clothing and, and bra sizing is, oh, D, D breasts are always larger breasts and A, A breasts are always smaller breasts. That's actually not true. So when we talk about 80% of women being in quote unquote the wrong size, and part of the reason is because there are four sizes that will fit your breasts exactly the same. So now the underband is where the difference is. There are definitely underbands that are too big and there are definitely underbands that are too small. So if, if you, you put your underband on the middle or the loosest hook and it's riding up in the back, like it looks like a frown, like it looks unhappy, mm-hmm. it, is, it is unhappy. Or if your band is so tight that you have flesh spilling over the sides of it, then it's too tight. But usually a woman knows when a bra is too tight and, and she, she's usually in a bra that's too, a band that's too big. But, but the difference here is where I have to take a little bit of a, you know, a exception with this 80% of women in the wrong size. Most women are wearing the right cup size. So they're wearing the right cup volume. It's just, they have the band size incorrect. And there are two different band sizes that a woman can wear and, and it will be rather comfortable. So again, I hope I'm not going too into the weeds here, but I want to explain <laughs> to you. So you know how a bra has three hooks on it. Right. And, and it's stretchy, right? The yeah. band is stretchy. Mm-hmm. So imagine if the, the belt for your jeans, imagine if the belt for your jeans was stretchy, not, not like a solid piece of leather with holes in it, but stretchy with holes in it. How many different belts would fit you? Tons, right? Because right. they have holes and they're stretchy. Well, mm-hmm. a broadband is like that. So, so you can have like the, the tightest hook on the smaller band is almost exactly the same as the loosest hook on the slightly, uh, or like the, 
the loosest hook on the smaller band is almost exactly the same as the tightest hook on the larger band, if that makes sense. So you could be one of those two bands, depending on how you hook your bra. Do you hook it on the loosest or do you hook it on the tightest or do you hook it on the middle? So, so there is, you know, so there definitely are, most women are definitely in, you know, quote unquote, the wrong size, but there's also some room for interpretation for what the wrong size means. So, so it's very complicated is the bottom line. It's very complicated to find the right size, which is ridiculous. It shouldn't be that complicated. I talk about that a little bit in my TED talk about how, you know, sister sizing is done, but it's, it's something that is, I think really should have been obliterated eons ago because it doesn't make any sense, but that is how bras are sized. And that is why most women are wearing the wrong size. It's not like women are unintelligent or putting themselves in the wrong size. It's the sizing system is super crazy. And no one tells women that the sizing system is really crazy. So it's not us guys. It's the sizing system. Okay. Yes, it is. It's a sizing system. I completely and wholeheartedly believe that. <laughs> it's only been a few minutes into this conversation and I'm like learning so much. My like mouth is open right now. Cause I, I had never heard of that. I mean, that is super like new to me. Um, I remember, um, I guess it takes me back to when I had this like bra sizing session. I mean, most of us like at Victoria's Secret, like mm -hmm. back in my early twenties. Um, and in that session, I found that I was wearing the wrong, the wrong bra size. I mean, it was like just not fitting really well, but I think, you know, now I may not fall into that category, um, anymore, but who knows? <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like a lot of people now, I mean, we wear bras because it's, we're looking for, you know, comfortability. Um, and so is that enough to say that we're wearing the right bra size? Well, that's an interesting question because there are different kinds of bras and different kinds of sizing, right? So for example, um, if you have slippers that you're wearing around the house, they're probably not going to be sized the way your high heels are sized, right? They right. might be sized like oh, this size fits a five through a seven and this one fits an eight through a 10, like your slippers, your bunny slippers that you wear around the house. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas your, your high heels or you know shoes that you wear to go running have a very specific size and they fit a very specific size foot. And bras are like that too. So when you have a comfortable bra that's more stretchy, this, it can be small, medium, large. It can, you know, it, it's a little bit more, um, there's more girth in terms of you know, the different sizes that it will fit. And when it's something you're just wearing around the house, as long as it's comfortable, it doesn't really matter. But if you're, you're actually looking for, first of all, a sports bra for running. So running is a very high impact sport. It's really right. important that you have a bra that fits you really well that you want to make sure you've got the sizing spot on and really precise. If you're, you know, if it's, if it's a, even if it's an everyday bra with an underwire and, and it's, it's sized like 34 B or 34 C you want to make sure that sizing is right too, because you're wearing it all day. And if it's not the right size, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to start digging into your shoulders. You're going to start feeling, you know, discomfort. And what I tell people is if you, if you're thinking about your breasts or you're thinking about your bra, it's the wrong bra because the wrong bra makes you think your breasts, I think makes you think about your breasts because something's uncomfortable there or the wrong bra makes you think about your bra because something's uncomfortable there. The right bra means zero distractions. You shouldn't be thinking about your bras or your breasts when you're in the right bra. I love that. That is such a good point that you're making right there. Um, so, I mean, I feel the most confident when I'm wearing a good bra on, like, I don't know about you, but when it fits right, it's comfortable and it's cute. I feel like the yes. styling has to be like on point for me. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, if I'm wearing like complimenting, like underwear panties, I don't need anything else. Like seriously, I'm ready to conquer the world. And so, I mean, I feel like there's just so much power in the bra that we were wearing. I think mm -hmm. it really, really is tied to just our confidence level. Um, so when it comes to wearing like a proper fitting bra, what are some benefits to that? 
Well, again, if you're wearing the right fit, you're not going to be distracted. So that's one thing. The other thing is that when you're wearing the wrong, like, so usually if, if a person is in the wrong bra, there's, it's one of two issues. It's either the band, the band is too big or the cup is too small. So I rarely see a person who's in a band too small. And I, I would say like 70% of the time when the cup is off, it's because the cup is too small, not the cup is too big. So in both of those cases, if you're wearing a band that's too big, the band is actually supposed to be like the foundation of the bra. So you think most of the support comes from the straps. It actually comes from the band. So when the band is too big, that, that support for the weight of the breast transfers to the shoulders. And if you have larger breasts, that's going to start causing back and neck and shoulder pain. Uh, okay. Whereas if you have the right band size with larger breasts, you won't get that pain because that the support isn't being transferred to your shoulders. It's being kept at the band where it needs to be. So that's one thing. Another thing now, if you have a cup that's too small and you're wearing an underwire, that underwire is going to be digging into your breast tissue, meaning that it's going to be causing you discomfort there. And, you know, there's, and there's all kinds of other theories about what a breast uh, underwire digging into your breast can do from a health perspective. There are, you know, some people who speculate that that could be, you know, perhaps causing cancer. There's no studies that really show that at least no credible studies show that, but you know, it's also a difficult thing to prove in a study. So it, it can't be a good thing when you have a piece of wire digging into your breast all day long. So that's obviously something you also want to avoid. So from, from an everyday bra perspective, that's where a bad fit can, can really lead you wrong. On a sports bra, it's exponentially um, more of an issue because with a sports bra, if you're doing running, for example, which again is a very high impact sport and you're in the wrong size, it can lead to chafing. So I've, I've met women who have permanent scars from chafing from their bras, from their wow. sports bras. Um, again, it can lead to back, neck and shoulder pain. It can lead to breast pain because the breasts are moving too much as you're doing that activity. So there's, there's a lot of, it's, it's really important in a sports bra to get the fit right, because it's, it's a, a sports bra is really a piece of athletic equipment meant to protect your breasts. Mm -hmm. And if it's, if it's the wrong size, it's not going to do that. It's the same thing. Like if you went for a 10 mile run in the wrong size shoes, what would happen to your feet? The same is true with a sports bra if you're wearing the wrong size. Wow. Yeah, that like being comfortable in a bra is just so important. That sounds like no fun. Yeah. Yeah, no fun. <laughs> it's important to get the right size. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, this was like, I don't know, some time ago, I, I came across this survey. Um, it collected data from like 249 or 50 females or something like that. Um, and there was about 17% of women who reported that their breasts were a barrier to exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of the reasons were, um, either feeling really embarrassed over excessive breast movement or just being unable to find the right sports bra and an increase in pain, like you mentioned earlier, um, just due to that, like lack of, you know, adequate breast support. So what comes to mind when you hear this? I mean, you've mentioned this a little bit already. I'm sure you kind of see that, or maybe you've, um, heard other people, you know, mention that. Um, yeah, what comes to mind? Well, a few things. I, and I am familiar with this study. And off the top of my head, I can't remember if this one was done in the UK or Australia. But either way, um, especially in the UK, there's a lot more education about bras and bra sizing in that part of the world. There's a lot less education about bras and bra sizing in the United right. States. So my first, my first thought is had that study been done in the United States, that number would be a lot higher mm -hmm. <laughs> because there's even less education here about that. The second thing, especially as an innovator, when I hear that is that this is a solvable problem. Like that number should not be that high. And part of the reason it is that high is because bras have not really been innovated since they've been invented. So bras are over a century old. They look almost essentially the same as they did a hundred years ago. And there have been some innovations in terms of, you know, alternative to underwires or, 
you know, fabric innovations and, and different types of ways of, of supporting in that, in that way. But it's essentially still two cups, a tight rubber band around your rib cage, and then two straps over your shoulders. I mean, that has been consistent and very little innovation has gone into truly, truly disrupting the bra industry and making something that works in a, in a very meaningful way for all women with all different breast shapes and sizes. So to me, I hear that and I think, yes, this is a solvable problem. That number should not be that large. It would be even larger had it been done in the United States. <laughs> and there's a lot of opportunity for improvement here. Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of, um, I guess we'll say myths or let's like debunk mm -hmm. this myth that I, I've yeah, been hearing. Let's, let's do some myth busting, <laughs> like pun yeah. intended, myth busting. <laughs> Literally. Okay. So <laughs> I've heard that, okay, going braless makes your breasts more saggier. How true is that? Cause I'm not true. Gonna tell you now. Oh, not <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to tell you now, like we've been working, well, I've been working from home for, I mean, like the most, a lot of us, at least, um, um, for the past like year or so. Right. And I'm not wearing a bra most of the time. And so I've heard, I've heard this and I'm just like, wait, <laughs> like, so yeah. How true is that? You said it's not true. Not true at all. So in fact, the, there's been a few studies done about this and, and the, the couple of studies that were done now, I, I have to call out that neither of them were considered like mm -hmm. statistically significant. Um, but the, the few that were done show that wearing a bra actually makes your breasts saggier <laughs> because mm -hmm. it's, it's not allowing them to tone up on their own. But really the bottom line in terms of this breast sagginess myth, if I put a bra on my face all day, would I at 80 years old not have any wrinkles? <laughs> of course I would, right? If I, if I wear compression garments all day long from now until I'm 80, am I going to have like the, the body of an Olympian? when I'm 80? No. And the reason is because of gravity, because of age, because of el elasticity and collagen in, in your, in your body, all of these things decrease. So, so this, this myth that if you wear a bra, your breasts will stay lifted is exactly that a myth because it depends on pregnancy, hormones, age, gravity, all of these things are, are making your, your skin, your body, your entire body sags as you get older. And there's really nothing you can do to prevent it. And it's like saying like, well, if I put on a pair of high heels every day in 10 years, I'm going to be taller. No, it doesn't work that way. And that's the right. same thing as a bra. It's a myth. And, you know, I, I hope this isn't too crass, but, you know, men's private parts they sag when they get older too. And it doesn't matter that they've been wearing underwear the whole time. And, it, and I honestly feel I'm like it's one, you guys. <laughs> one of these things that, um, you know, that it's like a way of, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like it's a way almost of shaming women when as yeah. their breath bag and make it feel, oh, you just wore the whole, the wrong bra your whole life. Uh, no, women who wore bras their whole lives when they're 80, when they take a bra off, their breasts sag. It has nothing to do with wearing a bra. It has to do with aging. And that's just the way our, bra our bodies age. And so, you know, sometimes people will point to like pictures of tribes, you know, in South America or Africa and say, well, say, mm -hmm. look at those, those women, they're not wearing bras, their breasts sag. Well, you know what, honey, if you take the bras off most women who do wear bras, you'll find there's just as large a percentage of women who have saggy breasts. Like it's just, it's a natural thing. So it's, it's, that's just the way it is. It's not the bra, the bra. In fact, the, um, 
the CEO of Playtex years ago even admitted that and said that, no, bras don't keep your bras from sagging. So even the bra industry knows that, but they'd like you to continue thinking that because that makes you buy more bras. Of course. <laughs> like you guys, that's all a part of the process. Breasts come oh. in different shapes, different sizes, different colors. And yeah, there are beauty standards that tell us our breasts should be looking a certain way and mm -hmm. they're just not realistic. I mean, most of us don't have like perky breasts that just sit up. Like you said, like after pregnancy or breastfeeding or, you know, it's, they're going to change the sizes, the shapes. Um, and you also mentioned the genetics factor into that and just the natural aging process. So good, very, very good point. Yeah. And I just want to say too, there's a lot of body shaming. We talk about body shaming a lot and we're kind of a lot more aware of that. There's a lot of breast shaming too. And, I, and I've seen a lot of breasts. Let me tell you, I've seen a lot of breasts <laughs> and I can tell you that it is very rare that a woman has a breast that looks like a mannequin. That is a rare breast shape. That is not the norm. That is the exception. If your breasts don't look like that, you are in the norm. Boom. <laughs> Just like that. I love it. Okay. Some people find it comfortable to wear a bra at night. Some people don't. Can that somehow affect your sleep quality? I think this is entirely a personal choice. I would never recommend somebody wear an underwire bra to work to to sleep because I just feel like the the bra it's it's very structured, it's very tight. You know, I think when you're sleeping, you you probably want to be more comfortable. But I know people who wear like a kind of a looser sports bra to sleep, and they find that more comfortable. To me, more power to you. I'm at the at the end of the day, I'm all about comfort, and I. I want to see bras get to a place where they're a lot more comfortable than they currently are because they're kind of like a, a modern day straight jacket in a way, you yeah. know, like women just accept the status quo that bras are uncomfortable and that, you know, they deal with it. If your bra is uncomfortable because you're in the wrong size or because of something like that, that's, that's solvable, of course. But if you're somebody who doesn't want to wear a bra to sleep, that's fine. If you do, that's fine too. The only thing I would be a little bit questioning of is if somebody's wearing an underwire bra to sleep, then I would say, well, there's probably a different one you could wear that I think would probably be more comfortable than what you're wearing, but wearing a bra to sleep is entirely a, a personal choice to, in my opinion. Okay. So when you say underwear, you're talking mainly about what the pressure that it kind of gives to support your breast. Yeah. Because okay. it's a lot of pressure, like right under, okay. right underneath your rib cage. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Good to know. Um, and when it comes to finding the right bra, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but again, like how should the band now tell us where the the band is, um, how should the band fit? The band, so you should fasten it in the middle or the loosest. So some bra fitters will tell you to fit it on the loosest. So as the bra um, stretches out, which it will do because it's elastic, you can fit it on a tighter and tighter hook and keep the bra for longer before you have to throw it out. Other people prefer to fit it on the middle. I think that's fine. If you're consistently fitting on the tightest hook, it means you're in a band size too large. And I mean, a new bra, like if you've had a bra for two years and you're fitting on the tightest hook, it's probably because it's old. But if you buy a new bra and you fit it on the tightest hook and that's what feels most comfortable to you, it probably means you should be on a bad band size down. But so, so first put it on the right hook. And then what I tell people for an everyday bra is reach, reach behind your back and pull it out like with your thumb. Mm -hmm. And if you can pull it out more than a couple of inches, it's also too big. And so you want that because I, again, it's a foundation and you want it to be sturdy. You don't want it to be loosey goosey. You have to make sure it doesn't stretch too much. So that's one way to tell if it's, if it's too, if it's too big. Another way is to look in the back and see if it's riding up. So again, if it looks like a frown, if it's riding up in the back, it's unhappy. That means okay. that, that, that it's a band size too big. 
Okay, so those okay. are two really quick tests you can do to see if you're in a band size too big. So you want it to be straight, not, not riding up. And then when you pull it out from your back, you don't want to pull out more than a couple of inches. A sports bra, you know, you want, you want it to pull out even less if it's a sports bra for high impact, like running. If it's a sports bra for yoga, you can use the two inch rule again. But if it's a sports bra for something like running, I say you don't want to pull it out even more than like half an inch, like because you really want it super tight when it's a running bra. Y'all, Laura has me like with one arm on my back, like touching my bra to see if it's straight. <laughs> okay, it's straight, guys. It's straight. I'm, work- I'm wearing the right bra. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. Okay, well, those were really great tips. Thanks for sharing. So how do you measure your bust and your cup size accurately? This, this is a very interesting question. So what the bra industry has put out in the world for ages and ages and eons, and eons is that you use a measuring tape to get your bra size. And I'm going to tell you right here and right now that that is not the accurate way to get your bra size. And people like go, what? How is that possible? And, and just let me, let me walk you through it. When you make a cake, do I tell you to put five inches of flour into your, into your cake recipe? The answer is no, because a measuring tape cannot measure a volume. A breast is a three-dimensional volume. And the best way to measure a three-dimensional volume is in a cup, not with a measuring tape. So there are two things that you're measuring when you're looking for a bra size. You're trying to find the right underband size and you're find, trying to find the right cup size. For the underband size, I think, so for both of those things, I think it's best to start with what you're currently wearing because what you're currently wearing may be the wrong size, but it's probably close to the right size, even if it's off. So if you're wearing a brand new bra, and you've got that, you've got that underband on, and you can't, you can't pull it out more than a couple of inches, then it's probably the right size. If you are pulling it out, out a lot, you know, then you probably need to be in a band size down, one or two down. You can, the measuring tape works best to, to try to find the right band size. It works best for that, but it's still not entirely accurate. And it gets less and less accurate as somebody's um, rib cage or as somebody's body gets larger and larger. And that, that's because the underband, what it's securing to, when I tell you it needs to be secure and sturdy, it's securing to your rib cage. And your rib cage stays the same size, whether you gain or lose weight. And because it's a compressive garment, it's digging into your flesh, right? To, to keep that compression. When you put a measuring tape over the top of your body, it's not accounting for how much it's going to dig in when it finally compresses. So it will get you into the ballpark when you do that measurement around the rib cage, mm-hmm. but it, it rarely gives you the exact right measurement unless you're somebody who's super skinny because you're 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 measuring the rib cage at the same at the same time but as you get fleshier and fleshier then it becomes more and more difficult to find out what that that band size is so i have friends who are like a size you know 14 who wear a 34 band because they just like that feeling of that pressure they really oh, want yeah. to so that's that's why it's a little bit you know it, it's a little it's bit a little nuanced tricky. yeah but the cup again because you can't if I put a measuring tape all the way around your bust, I'm measuring your back and your bust. You might have a padded bra on, you might have a compression bra on. If there's all kinds of things that will add or, or subtract from that measurement, right? I might be, you might be somebody with a really wide back and I'm measuring that wide back and not necessarily your bust. Or you might be somebody with a really narrow back and, and but you're wearing a padded bra. And, and so all of these things factor into it. So what I say instead is like, tell me what bra size you're wearing right now. And let's look at how the cup is fitting. Like if the, if you're spilling out over the cup, okay. you know, if that, if that wire is digging in, then the cup's too small. And then you know that you need to go to a bigger cup size. Um, and sometimes people are in a two or th- as breasts get bigger, people tend to be in um, the disparity between what the cup size they should be in and the cup size 
they are becomes greater and greater. And that's because stores like Victoria's Secret stop at a double D or triple D. And since Victoria's Secret owns most of the bra market, if somebody who's actually a G or an H cup goes into a Victoria's Secret, they'll buy the largest cup size Victoria's Secret sells, which is double D or triple D, not realizing they should actually be a G, H, I, or J okay. cup. Where, so if you go into um, like a bra specialty store, like a bra boutique, they're much more likely to have those larger cup sizes. And then you can figure out if your, your cup size is correct. When you're in an underwire bra, there's a little triangular piece that goes in between the breasts. And if that triangular piece is sitting right flush up against your sternum, then the cup size is probably correct. But if it's sitting away, that means that your cups are probably too small because it, the, you know, it's, it, the, the breast is trying to fill the cup and it's pushing it away from the body because the cup capacity right. isn't enough to encapsulate the breast. So, um, so there are lots of ways that you can tell what the cup size is. I know that's not the answer. People want to just take a measuring tape and put that in and then get, yeah. get a bra size. <laughs> that's part of the reason why 80% of women are wearing the wrong size. I, what I really want to explain is why a measuring tape doesn't work as well as you might think it does because it's not accounting for the fact that the band compresses into the flesh. It's not accounting for the fact that there are personal preferences. Remember I told you an underband is like a, like a belt for, for jeans, except with stretch and holes. So how many different underbands could fit you? Some people prefer to have a really tight fitting underband. Other people prefer to have a slightly looser fit. So one person, what, so two people could have the exact same measurement. One person prefers a 32, the other person prefers a 34. And then with the cups, like I explained, yeah, a measuring tape will get you in the ballpark. A measuring tape will tell me that you, that person A's measurement is larger than person B's measurement, mm -hmm. but it can't give me a precise cup size because that cup size is, that, that breast is a volume. And until I put that volume into a cup and see how the cup fits, it's very difficult for me to tell if it's actually the right cup size or not. It just, it just gives you a general, a general feeling. So the, the best thing to do is actually to go for professional fitting at a place that does really good fitting. So I, I usually suggest either Nordstrom because they have their, their bra fitters are actually professionally trained or an independent bra boutique. So most major cities have at least two or three different independent bra boutiques. And those people are generally trained really well to help, help someone find the right bra size. Good to know. Um, and so for those who, I mean, most, some women um, have like breasts that like, let's say one breast may be larger than the other. Mm -hmm. What do you do in that case? Almost all women have one breast that's slightly larger than another. And it usually is the breast that's over your heart usually tends to be not always, but usually that's the one that's slightly larger. And in that case, I always fit to the larger breast. But now, unless it's a sports, sports, unless it's a sports bra, I fit to the smaller breast because I am looking for a little bit of compression. But um, when it's an everyday bra, I fit to the larger breast. Now, if, if you're somebody who has, you know, like one cup size different between the two breasts, then you have to usually use some kind of prosthetic in the cup um, to, to help, you know, manage the fact that one is smaller than the other. Or you use, you use a bra that has a lot of stretch in it, like, you know, a bralette so that it can, it can account for the fact that you have, you know, it can stretch to fit one and not stretch as much for the other. But, you know, then I also know people who prefer a really hard molded cup bra, like one, like a bra, like you set it on the table, you can see two distinct like half coconuts. Mm -hmm. They prefer that because like, you know, they're maybe they're busting out a little bit of the, of the one that's larger, but the smaller one, they're not filling entirely, but it's there. The cup is hard enough that it looks even when it's underneath clothes. Got it. Okay. So I've seen, um, full bust, full figure. Uh, plus size. What do all those terms uh, mean when it comes to sizing? 
There's no industry standard of what those terms actually mean. Every company uses them a little bit differently. They kind of all mean the same thing, which means that, you know, there's a, a size range that, you know, say like zero to 12 or zero 14 that, um, and then in that clothing size range, they generally say like a 30 band to a 38 band fits that clothing range. If you're outside of that, then, you know, then you go into like the 40 bands and above. Um, or if you're, you're a double, you know, like a double D cup or above the, the reason why it's a little bit tricky, Valerie, is because when you, um, there are women who have really large breasts and really small bands. So would you call yourself full figured if you're a size two, but you have, you know, G size breasts, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's not, it doesn't give you the whole story when you, when you have terminology yeah. like that. I think it's better to just talk about what somebody's bra size actually is than to, to use that kind of terminology, especially because that terminology doesn't have any kind of industry standard and it just means different things to different companies and they all use it slightly differently. So do you know of any changes that are currently happening in the industry to kind of move away from that or just anything new that you'd like to kind of share with us? Well, there's always innovations coming in the bra world. I would say my personal disappointments is that I feel like, have you ever heard the saying where, where they asked um, Henry Ford, like, you know, about his innovations, making the, making the car. And he said, well, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. And I think to me, what's going on in the bra industry is a whole lot of faster horses. Like they mm. make they make better bras, but they're basically kind of just slightly improving what's already out there. Um, you know, the kinds of really big changes that I would like to see, I haven't really seen that yet. And I think that's because it, it's just the industry is like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And even though to me right. it is broke because so many people are complaining about it, mm-hmm. it's selling. And if it's selling, they're not going to change it. But usually the kinds of innovations that come forward in the bra industry are like, you know, we're, we're, we're going to use plastic instead of wire in the underwire, or, you know, we've got this new fabric that's sweat wicking, or we've got this new fabric that supports a little bit better, you know, can change to different types of, um, different types of movements that are happening. So, so there, there, there are those kinds of, there are those kinds of innovations that are happening from a sizing standpoint. I definitely, especially in the sports bra world, you see more and more awareness from major brands that not everybody is a size zero and, you know, everybody, all shapes and sizes exercise and there needs to be products for everybody. And that I think is a really great positive thing that's come out in the the last few years, because, you know, on my website, I've always been diverse in what I represent and always looked at, you know, all different sizes of sports bras because everybody exercises. And I, it's always been a pet peeve of mine that the athletic industry, at least historically has focused on smaller bodies because they just assume those are the people who are exercising. It's actually not true. So I'm really happy to see more athletic brands embracing that, you know, real people instead of just focusing on, on people who are like, you know, size zero and size two. They're becoming more realistic. Yes. Yeah. So I think (laughs) that's good. Yeah. I love that. So, um, this is a hot topic or a hot question that we've got. And that is how long do you need to keep a bra for? Well, this is another very interesting question. (laughs) So you'll hear this blanket statement, a bra shouldn't have a birthday. So if you have it more than a year, you should throw it away. Here's where that's not entirely true. If you have a lot of bras in your rotation, you can definitely keep a bra more than a year. Like, because this is like, if you wear the same bra every day, you shouldn't keep it more than a year. But if you have a bunch of bras that you rotate, you can, you can keep it more than a year. A sport, same with the sports bras. You have a bunch, of, a bunch of sports bras that you rotate that you don't wear very often. You can keep them more than a year. What you're really looking for is how much stretch is in the bra. Like when you buy a new bra, like say you've had one, a bra, 
and then you buy the exact same bra brand new a year later, you're going to feel the difference when you put that bra on. You're going to yeah. realize, oh, this is why they say throw it away after a year because elastic stretches out. And as you're wearing it every day, you don't really realize that it's getting int- incrementally looser and looser and looser. Now, especially with a sports bra for something high impact like running, that's really important because as the bra gets looser, you have a bigger risk for chafing because it starts to, to have these little micro movements on your body and it starts to chafe you as it gets looser. So you don't want that to happen. But one thing that you can do, um, I mean, if, if you remember, and if you're really, <laughs> I guess, type A, is when you buy, like we buy a sports bra, I tell people to use a slow-mo feature on their phone and to film themselves jumping up and down. And when you see that and you see how much your breasts move, it gives you a lot, a big insight into why you're wearing a sports bra. But if you do that and then you wait a year and you do it again, you can see how much more your breasts are moving, right? So so you can, you can compare, but really if you do the stretch test too, that's another way to see like, is it time for this this bra to say goodbye? Like, do you actually want to throw it out at that point? Because it's, it's been stretching too much. I don't know about you guys, but I have learned a lot from Laura. Like she is just full of knowledge. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having to me. Share all the information about bras, what we should be doing when we're picking out the right bra, when we know it's just not working for us anymore, who to go to when we need the expert advice. But do you have any last words for us about just bra sizing in general? Don't poke it up with a bad fitting bra. If the bra hurts, go get a bra fitting, get into the right size and find the right bra because it's something that you wear all day, every day, and it's distracting. And you may not even realize it's like a white noise in your life and no man will put up with that. So don't, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't do it, ladies. Don't do it. And so lastly, it's a question that we like to ask all our guests here on the podcast, but how do you flourish? Oh, I flourish with, there are two things that I do every day that are really important to me, meditation and writing in a daily gratitude journal. Those are two things that I do. And and I, and exercise is also really important to me. So incorporating those things into my life, making sure that I'm balanced, you know, mentally, spiritually, intellectually, physically, that's how I flourish. Amazing. Amazing. And where can we find you? Um, so at bravolution.com, I'm also on Instagram at bravolution and you can find us on Facebook at the bravolution. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for being here. You guys will put some more information in the show notes on where to find her and where to keep up with bravolution. And thank you, Laura. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Valerie. <laughs> Great talking to you. Great talking to you as well. If you enjoyed this episode, support the Flourish Heights podcast by leaving a five-star rating and a review, please and thank you. You can also subscribe and share with a friend. I would really, really appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Until next time, keep flourishing. (laughs) 